Welcome to Healthcare Experience Matters. This podcast is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation and is dedicated to transforming the healthcare experience so that every person can receive and deliver the best care. We invite you to learn more by visiting healthcareexperience.org. We're back on Healthcare Experience Matters. Today, we have a really important conversation talking health literacy and improving the hospital environment for patients. We are joined today by Katie Owens. She is the president and co-founder of the Healthcare Experience Foundation. Katie, welcome back to the show. And I want to start out by asking you just straight up, what is health literacy? Sure. That's a great question, Casey. And this is a topic that our team is so passionate about because we can we see the difference that focusing on health literacy makes for healthcare team members, clinicians, physicians, and providers, and patients and their loved ones. And health literacy is something that only about 12% of people have. And so what is it? It's the degree to which individuals, so us as people, have the ability to acquire or find, understand, and be able to meaningfully use information to inform their healthcare decisions, as well as their healthcare actions. So if you think about following a plan of care, understanding how to correctly administer a treatment plan, a medication for themselves, for their loved one, do they understand the the diagnosis, the purpose and importance of the medications, the side effects to be vigilant, to pay attention to. And so it's very all-encompassing. And it's something rooted in hands-down misunderstanding. And we've got some really meaningful ways to change that equation and make information more understandable, digestible, and applicable to support adherence. Well, it's great to hear that. And I'm curious, like, how big of an issue is this right now in the healthcare environment? What are you seeing? So, you know, if 12% of U.S. adults have health literacy, that means 88% of us struggle and and to some degree have more or less of context when it comes to health literacy. A third of adults in, in the United States have difficulty with these common tasks, such as following medic, uh, prescription medication directions or adhering to follow-up instructions. Everyone is impacted by healthcare literacy gaps. You can even take a a clinician who has just experienced or been a part of a loved one's experience with a traumatic event, and our ability to process information is diminished. And so it's a prevalent issue. It's an issue that impacts understanding and adherence. It also really touches on, do we break down information so it's easy for someone to understand? Do we make it safe for patients to say, I don't understand. I don't think I'm going to be able to afford this. My family dynamics are are going to make this this new dietary plan hard to follow. Uh, You know, 27% of patients are really concerned about costs. A third of adults with chronic conditions underuse their prescription medication due to costs. And a part of health literacy and and candidly health equity is, do we make it safe for patients to be able to flag us and say, 
I have a concern. Do I feel safe to talk about this with my primary caregivers? It even goes so deep, Casey, that um, less than half of hospitalized patients could identify their diagnoses or the name of their medications at discharge. So this is, it's, it's more prominent than I, I think we necessarily realize given the day-to-day tasks that we are responsible for. So true. And, um, you know, what are some tips you would offer to providers on what to do when patients lack an understanding of their health and healthcare options? You know, this is, this is one of the most rewarding opportunities that we have to train, develop, and coach clinicians, physicians, and advanced practice providers, because there are very effective strategies to, to change the conversation. And so the first thing that I would suggest is some self-reflection. When is a time that you were a part of or you heard of an instance where poor communication led to a negative patient consequence? And then a self-evaluation. How do we feel we do at communicating in a way patients understand? Meaningfully involving patients in care decisions. Do we feel confident identifying gaps when patients don't understand or may struggle with adherence? so that we grow our sense of self-awareness so that we can respond with agility for our patients' health literacy needs. I think we also have to understand that it's really hard given power dynamics for patients to say they don't understand or they can't afford. No one wants to look ignorant, incompetent, negative. So we don't ask questions. We don't admit weaknesses or mistakes, say that we can't afford things. We don't offer up ideas or problems because impression management is kind of second nature for all of us. And we don't want to be embarrassed with our physicians and nurses that that are trying to help us at the end of the day, improve our clinical conditions, improve our sense of well-being. And because of that power dynamic, we don't want to speak up. And, you know, how can we help patients better navigate these modern complexities of the healthcare environment and these healthcare systems? So helping patients, I think, begins with how do we reframe the challenge? Here's, you know, some tips that we've provided to um, frontline caregivers is really doubling down to speak in simple, plain language about our treatment plans the need and importance for a referral or diagnostic options, simple phrases like based on the information we have so far, here are some next steps I would recommend. Position us to be really clear and match the patient's goals to to our expertise. And many times we think we're speaking in plain and simple language and patients really disagree. So When we can make it simpler, we empower patients to have more more sense of control and autonomy because we're we're sharing things in a way that they can process. And so we want to match things from a frame of reference that starts with patients' goals. Things like, here's what I would recommend if this is where my loved one, based on my priorities, here's what I think we can do. We have a few good options. How would you like to proceed? Or I wish we had better options. And because of these these challenges, this is what I think 
I would do if this were my loved one. So we're framing it with their goals in mind. And then we have to really protect time and space for for affording patients the opportunity to participate and teach back. And so when we make it safe for patients to give back to us what they've heard, what they're going to do next, it gives us the simple cues of, was I clear? Did the patient understand this? Do they have the retention and the confidence to follow that plan of care, those next steps? I always hear out there in the patient community, you know, we need to be our own best advocate for, you know, getting better or, you know, being a patient. So how can we help patients advocate for their own healthcare needs? I think that comes back to how do we reduce that power dynamic and make it safe? When we make it safe, we give patients permission and the confidence to question us, to voice concerns, to be their advocate. And when patients can explain things back in their own words, it starts to shift ownership from here's my recommendation to here's how I as an individual feel confident and competent in following through. And it it then creates that advocacy of I'm going to follow this plan because it aligns with my goals. I understand it. And I've reduced the barriers to being able to follow through. Really well said. So how can we better go about creating a more welcoming and comfortable environment for patients? Because I know that's really important. You know, you're, you know, the research confirms all of this and it's been a privilege to be, you know, working with our team on a number of initiatives for diversity, equity, and inclusion. And that sense of belonging gives us that reassurance. It gives us that sense of safety. We have to really double down on every patient is a person and having the, the cultural humility to commit to being lifelong learners, not just about our professions, but lifelong learners and having the the curiosity and the humility to learn what's important to our patients as individuals, learn what's most important to their sense of health and well-being so that we align our goals and we are facilitators in our patients' journeys. You've been listening to Katie Owens. She is the president and co-founder of the Healthcare Experience Foundation, discussing health literacy and you know how we can go about improving the hospital environment for our patients. Katie, anything else you wanted to leave us with before we wrap up? Gosh, I think the number one thing I would suggest is that when we are in our patient encounters and we are about to deliver really complex information that we acknowledge the emotion, we begin with our most important points and and try to be judicious and limit um, what we're sharing to to two to four key points using that simple language and then using teach back or confirmation strategies are really some tips that we've seen create a lot of momentum to reducing the barriers with health literacy, creating more equitable healthcare interactions and at the end of the day, supporting what drives a lot of our purpose is that if we're improving the health and well-being of the patients that we're called to serve. Katie, thank you again for your time today. Have a great day.
Thank you for listening to today's episode of Healthcare Experience Matters. Healthcare Experience Matters is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation. To learn more, please visit healthcareexperience.org. That's healthcareexperience.org.